0: Good afternoon and welcome to our pricing podcast with the Professional Pricing Society. I am Lisa Fisher with the Professional Pricing Society and today we will feature Travis Umbleby, Senior Consultant with Holden Advisors. You can find more information about Holden Advisors at holdenadvisors.com. Today's topic of discussion is Effective Price Increases. Hello Travis and thank you for joining us. We're happy to have you and we look forward to you sharing your pricing expertise.
1: Thank you, Lisa. I'm excited to be a part of this. Thanks for having me. Uh, I
0: always enjoy these podcasts myself, so glad to be a part of it. Great. We will go ahead and get started. So, Travis, how do you all as a company um, approach, or with your customers, approach price increases with more confidence? Well, in my
1: experience, when we're boosting confidence, uh, it results more when we minimize the uncertainties about the outcome. I'm actually reading a book right now by Rudy Rudiger, and he says, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would your goals be? And I thought about this the other day while I was helping my son ride his bike. Uh, he has the skills and the strength he's afraid to commit because of a list of what-if scenarios, including a car driving into our backyard. Now, once I addressed these uncertainties, he rode like a champ. And uh, for price increases, and the uncertainties or the what-ifs are the buyer's concerns. We need to address them with a the defensible response that supports the reasoning for the price increase. If sales have greater confidence in the reasoning, uh, they will be less concerned about failing with the customer.
0: Excellent. So what are some common objections that sales need to be prepared for?
1: Well, every industry is different, and most salespeople can rattle off specific objections uh, to, for each one of their accounts. But the biggest challenge is what we find when we work with companies uh, working on a price increase is that they make the increase about them. Uh, their reasons include you know, rising costs, uh, proposed investments in R&D, uh, heavy discounted accounts need to be brought up into parity. These reasons are easy for, disc- for customers to object to and put sellers in a difficult position. Now, you know, I think Netflix is a great example. In 2011, they announced the price hike. And their reasoning for this price hike was the cost of streaming, and DVD shipping costs, and uh, getting more movie rights, and all these different things Uh, which outraged the public and kind of put Netflix on their heels. You know, it was interesting, a year ago, I got another notice from Netflix about a price increase, and this time the wording was very different. They wanted to talk to me about providing uh, Netflix original movies, the ones that I've already seen and grown to love, and they wanted to continue working on those and providing me with more choices and on multiple devices. Uh, They also showed that they were willing to walk away by making it easy for me to unsubscribe. Uh, It was not something that I was excited to to pay the increase. I wasn't happy to hear it, but at the same time, I'm still watching Netflix movies today.
0: Absolutely. So um, how can we avoid or customers avoid making these same mistakes and increase the likelihood of a successful price increase?
1: Well, so what I'm going to outline are four elements that are common among successful price increases. The first one is a strong executive alignment. The second is messaging that is Uh, customer-focused, or excuse me, messaging that's customized to different stakeholders. Uh, The third one is uh, sales that have the right tools and they have an opportunity to practice these pricing conversations before they're face-to-face with the customer. And the fourth one is uh, having sales with the confidence to stand their ground because
0: they know that the executive team has their back and is going to support them. Absolutely. And how do you drive or recommend executives become aligned?
1: Well, you know, the executives always, they spend a lot of time doing analysis and trying to understand the business objectives, uh, but what we see is a lot of times companies become too focused on growing revenue, even at the expense of margin, or not losing any opportunity. These goals often communicate misalignment with pricing increases and pricing integrity in general. Uh, furthermore, it seems that some executives are so concerned with losing accounts that when this, with the sales manager, even more than the sales manager. And so they'll step in with last minute discounts or recall uh, last and final offerings to be able to come back with a lower price. Uh, These actions don't only undermine the salespeople's confidence in their ability to enforce price increases, but it undermines the customer's confidence in your ability to set prices. So to answer your question about driving executive alignment, a key indicator to me of alignment is usually when they have considered the impact of losing business and determined a walkaway price that everybody is comfortable enforcing, and they have a clear strategy outlining different offerings and messaging that protect differentiated assets
0: from before they reach this walkaway price. Absolutely. So you mentioned customized messaging as one of your recommendations for improved performance of a pricing increase. How does that fit into our discussion we're having right now?
1: You know, every company has different people that are impacted by the products and services, and each has a different agenda. They don't care about the same things. Analysis of these stakeholders, those who will be influencing the purchasing decision, and what they care about will reveal that the same message won't apply across the board. I like to compare a stakeholder analysis to rock climbing. Uh, for safety, when you're climbing, you want to have several anchor points along the route to reduce the likelihood that if one of the anchor points should fail, you fall to your doom. So my question is, are you staking your success of your entire price increase on a single person within the buyer's company? And if this analogy holds true, if that stake should be removed, I hope it paints a pretty great picture for you. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Too absolutely. often, this is the case. Yeah, yeah, too often this is the case with uh, with people in there, and that one stake is procurement. Mm-hmm. And we need to identify different users within the organization and present to them the value that they care about. Uh, users with improved efficiency, finance with cost savings, executives with better insights. Uh, then when procurement pulls the pin out of the rock by telling you they don't care about your differentiated value, messaging, uh, and that... Uh, You know, they're not interested in the differentiated value that you offer, you're not left in free fall. Uh, It would be nice to be able to say to that procurement person, you know, you don't have to care about my differentiated value because it wasn't meant to deliver value to procurement. It was meant for your CEO who relies on the solutions to make his decisions. So if he is okay giving up your insights, we will gladly look at a lower price option, but you
0: might want to check with them first. Absolutely. Makes perfect sense. So um, that is a level of confidence I'm sure all of our listeners would like to have when discussing pricing. How can they reach that level of confidence? What what advice can you give them?
1: You know, practice is really what it boils down to, and it may sound silly when we're talking about professional salespeople, uh, but it has proven effects. Uh, taking the opportunity to role-play critical conversations with key decision-makers helps sellers anticipate concerns and customize the tools at their disposal to help the customers recognize the value. Think about all the times you've walked away from a heated conversation and your mind is flooded with all the things you would have liked to have said. It's not easy to keep a pricing conversation about value when a tough buyer is focused on price alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Consider the recent debates we've been watching, right? The candidates that do well uh, spend a significant amount of time identifying weaknesses and how to address them. And it's not only the words that you use, but the demeanor. How do you come across as confident and reasonable Confidence can go a long way in a pricing debate where a buyer is trying to unnerve you um, and push you into giving them a discount.
0: Absolutely. Um, This has been an awesome discussion. Any um, last-minute tidbits that you'd like to give before we close out today on our discussion about effective price increases?
1: Sure. You know, I think it's important to note that increases don't always go according to plan. Uh, the bottom line is that by bringing together the needs of the executives, the customers, and the sellers in your implementation strategy, you'll have the confidence in the outcome and a willingness to stick with it and not abandon the plan at the first sign of trouble. Uh, moreover, by showing confidence in the value of your offerings, customers know that they may have, in order to get your best solution, they may have to pay a little bit more because you don't play
0: games with when it comes to your value. Absolutely. Very well stated, um, Travis, and thank you again for joining us and sharing your insight on um, the pricing increases and how to make them effective. Travis, um, for our listeners, will present a breakout session during the CPQ sales operations track entitled From Panic to Profit. Build sales confidence to drive price increases during our PPS twenty seventh annual fall pricing workshops and conference in Las Vegas in just a couple of weeks. Please visit our website, PricingSociety.com, for additional details on the full program agenda in Las Vegas. Get social with PPS and subscribe to our blog where there's plenty information about um, upcoming podcasts and future podcasts that we've recorded with other pricing experts at the Pricing Society. I'm sorry, at the Pricing And please follow us on Twitter and Periscope at Pricing Society. Stay tuned for our monthly pricing podcast where other industry experts join us to share their pricing best practices as well. Travis, thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas. You too, Lisa. Thanks a lot. Yep, take care. Bye-bye.